Husker fans, this season, Woodhouse is helping us celebrate 100 years of Memorial Stadium. On this podcast series, we are revisiting some of the most memorable and legendary games throughout a century full of them inside one of the most historic stadiums in all of college football. The season was 2011, Nebraska's first in the Big Ten. After a 4-0 start to the year, the Huskers' first game in conference play wasn't pretty. A 48-17 loss in a top-10 matchup at Wisconsin. One week later, Saturday, October 8th, would be the Huskers' first Big Ten game inside Memorial, hosting Ohio State. Jeremiah Searles and Rex Burkhead remember the feel inside the locker room heading into the matchup with the Buckeyes. Well, we just got done getting mollywopped up in Wisconsin by Monty Ball and Russell Wilson and that whole crew, college game day, right? We, we, we got welcomed to the Big Ten in a, in a big way in 2011 there. And so, you know, we, we came back and we had to regroup as a team and kind of look ourselves in the mirror and be like, okay, maybe we're not as good as we think we are. We're not as bad as we think we are either. But, you know, we got a huge test coming in here with Ohio State. I mean, they have the NFL team of Ohio State, which is at forever and always been. You know, and so we knew we had a big test on our hands, but I don't think any of us anticipated being down as much as we were at halftime when we walked into that game. A little bit of, uh, you know, excitement um, just because it was our home opener and, you know, against a, a big-time opponent like Ohio State. And so, um, you know, we're, we're excited about the challenge and just to know really where we stood at that point in time and the Big Ten. And uh, we wanted to prove ourselves. We wanted to show that, you know, come from the Big 12, we know how to play some football, especially in, uh, you know, the state of Nebraska. And so, um, yeah, we were excited for the challenge. Um, again, like I said, it was a great, great team, you know, unbelievable um, all around defense offensively and Ohio State. So we wanted to get after them and, uh, you know, start from the get-go, even though it took us a little while to get going. You know, that first half was struggle for sure. Uh, just no execution all around. And, um, but at the same time, I felt this, like, confidence um, within the players, within the team in the locker room. Like, we knew what we could do. We just hadn't done it yet out there on the field. We hadn't executed to uh, our potential. And so when we got out there on the second half, it wasn't one of those, oh, man, we're down. Let's just try to make this a game. It was like, no, like, if we keep executing and do what we need to do, we could definitely come back in and, you know, end up winning this game. And so that's what we did and uh, started, started putting it together in the second half. Was there ever a point you doubted you guys were going to win that football game? Yeah. I mean, halftime, it's not looking good. You know, you walk into halftime and you start trying to put together what it's going to take to, to mount a comeback against one of the best teams in the country. And, you know, there's definitely doubts in your mind of, well, can we do this? But you always know that you're only one or two turnovers away from being right back in the football game. And once we got those early turnovers and once we scored and we put ourselves within two scores – that's when I really felt like, okay, we can do this. We have the momentum. Definitely not the start Nebraska would have hoped for, trailing 20-6 to going into half. And even coming out of the half, the Huskers would punt on their first two possessions in the third quarter, and the Buckeyes would add another score to go up 27-6. to But with 7.54 on the clock in the third, linebacker Levante David made a game-changing play, stripping the ball away from Ohio State quarterback Braxton Miller. Two plays later, Taylor Martinez was in the end zone on an 18-yard score to cut it to 27-13. Zone read, he keeps it himself, gets a first down. Up to the 23, ball came out. Huskers rip it, 
Huskers say they have the football. No sign yet. They do. Nebraska forces the turnover, ripping the ball out of Braxton Miller. He literally just stole it from him. Like, it was like a, he's literally like stole a baby out of the guy's arms. Like, he was standing there, and all of a sudden you just see Levante rip the ball out. And we're like, holy crap, we got the ball back, right? And it was on a short field, and we got the ball like the 30-yard line. Well, Levante, just a tremendous player and tremendous play, um, you know, getting the ball out. He always had a knack for doing that and, um, you know, making plays to change the game, change the momentum, and that's what the defense was doing. And it gave us a chance as an offense to go out there and score some points and uh, do it repeatedly. Um, I remember us being in a no huddle for, for the majority of that second half, and, you know, guys were definitely, you know, winded and tired, but uh, we weren't as tired as the other team. That was through our preparation in the off season and training camp, um, just testing ourselves, you know, not only physically but mentally and being able to execute uh, during those times and being able to run that offense at such a fast pace. We knew if we could just get going and get some momentum and some rhythm in our offense, we had enough weapons, we knew we were going to be able to score. And we had found that this play that we had been running was called 94, which is a pin-pull scheme where we pinned, we pulled the guard around, and the running back and fullback led up. And we, we found some success with that in the early third quarter. We just kept coming back to it, and they didn't really have an answer. And that's the play that you always see of Rex going around the end and diving into the, the end zone for a touchdown. You know, between that play and then the play that Rex had where we threw him out to him out in the flat, he makes the corner miss and, and streaks to the end zone. You know, those two plays really sparked us, and our, our confidence came back. Our ability, to, our swagger came back. Memorial Stadium absolutely erupted, which then put them back on their heels. And then from that moment on, we didn't take our foot off the gas, right? We just went, and we knew that we can't let this team breathe. We have to smother this team. They're too good to let them get back up off the mat. And we just put the pedal to the floor and just kept on rolling. A 36-yard touchdown strike from Martinez to Quincy Ananwa cut it to 27-20 with 144 left in the third. And in the fourth quarter, with the rain coming down, Rex Burkhead took over with over 100 yards rushing in the fourth. With 7.35 left in the game, this touchdown would lead to things all knotted up at 27. First and 10 from the Ohio State 30. I formation, Burkhead the deep back. Option far side, back to throw is Martinez. Now being chased, throws it out. A flat, Burkhead makes a catch. Sits a tackle, 25-20, 15-10, 5. Rex Burkhead, touchdown, Nebraska. And the Huskers are to within a point. I mean, just opportunities and the, the offensive line do a tremendous job. I mean, you can just tell just watching, you know, highlights from the game, watching the game film, they were just wearing the opponents down. And um, in that second half, I mean, you, you could tell the, the defensive line was getting getting pushed back quite a bit. They were getting tired. Even the, the DBs, the, the receivers were blocking their tails off, Kenny and, and Quincy and those guys. And so uh, when you've got that going, it makes my job, you know, much easier. And then with just over five minutes remaining, Burkhead would add another one to give the Huskers the lead. Second and 10 from the 18, I formation, turn, toss it back to Burkhead off the left side. Rex has a seam, 15, 10, Burkhead five, dives, he's in, touchdown Nebraska, and the Huskers have come all the way back, and they have the lead, 33-27. I believe this is the one to the left, um, pylon, and uh, towards the tunnel. And it was one of those, like I said, everyone's got heavy legs, but it's one of those you just got to you gotta take the ball and run and uh, get into the end zone whatever way you can. And um, just some tremendous blocking up front again, like I said. And I believe it was Kenny on the outside making the block to really, uh, for me to be able to squeeze to the sideline to score and to jump in. And 
I remember telling Kenny, thank you for uh, picking me up because my legs were just gone. But, uh, no, it was a, a great moment. Um, like I said, unbelievable experience. And uh, just excitement in the stands is, you know, one of those deals you'll never forget. Rex Burkhead was the leading rusher and receiver, a couple touchdowns. How big of a weapon was he in that game? How, he was just the biggest weapon ever. I mean, Rex, from not just being one of the greatest people I've ever met, but one of the best football players all around that I've ever been around, right? From college to the NFL, the way that he prepared, the way that he practiced, the way that he led, like we knew that he was the heartbeat of that offense, right? Taylor was our quarterback, but Rex was, Rex was the pinnacle. We knew anytime he had the ball in his hand, that he was going to take care of it. He was going to run hard. He was going to make the right reads, like all those things. And anytime you have your best player firing on all cylinders, you just try and find a way to get the ball in his hands as many times as possible. 21 unanswered points as the Huskers completed the comeback to defeat the Ohio State Buckeyes 34-27 to and to the deafening roars of Memorial Stadium. It, uh, it honestly kind of became like a dreamlike, dreamlike state um, because all of a sudden you're back in the game and then you're tied and then you have the lead and it was definitely probably the loudest I've ever heard the stadium. Um, you know, some big-time plays we had there later on where you just couldn't hear anyone you know the teammates are coming up congratulating you after you score a touchdown i just can't hear a word they're saying so uh pretty unbelievable experience and uh definitely a game i'll never forget when you can get that momentum swing right that's the momentum everyone talks about college football with momentum swinging back and forth and that right there I've only heard Memorial Stadium much louder a couple times. And when he stole that ball out of his hands and we got the ball back, went and scored, that place absolutely erupted. And that's when you could feel the tide turn of momentum back to Nebraska and pulling it as Ohio State's trying to clutch and hold on to any of the momentum that they have. And that's also just part of what makes Memorial Stadium so special. Right, Memorial Stadium's ability to swing the pendulum of momentum back and forth of, hey, all of a sudden when it's third down, it is deafening loud in here. And we're making them have to go silent and check and call timeouts and do those things. Like, that's what makes Memorial Stadium so special. It's what makes it so hostile for people to come into. And that's what we need Memorial Stadium to get back to. For a few years now, I think we, because we haven't been winning, because we haven't had that high energy of meaningful, meaningful games, like, it's hard to amp yourself up week in and week out as a fan. I get it. I am a fan now. But I think that if we can get back to winning football games at home in front of that stand, in front of those crowds, that place is just going to continue. It's a powder keg. They want to erupt. They want every reason possible to go crazy and take their shirts off and swing around their head and do whatever, you know, but that's what makes Memorial Stadium so special. And that's what I really hope to start seeing more of. You know, I've, uh, you know, played with some guys in the NFL who had played at Lincoln, played against the Huskers. And um, they had definitely spoke about that, um, how loud it could get. Um, you know, a couple were on that Ohio State team that we, we played against, and they're, you know, definitely speaking how loud it was out there. So, no, absolutely. It, it helps you um, as the home team when the crowd is talking that loud for sure. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any place like Nebraska, um, you know, Lincoln Memorial Stadium, always guys complimenting throughout the league about how special that was, how they would just want to go back there and watch a game. And so uh, it's pretty cool. There's no place like it. And uh, just, you know, proud to be a, a part of Husker tradition. 100 years of games played inside Memorial Stadium. And on October 8th, 2011, the Huskers mounted the largest comeback in program history. A victory and memory forever etched into an illustrious Nebraska past. 
And a story those players wearing the end that day will forever love to tell. If you really look back at 2011 and 2012, we found ourselves down and behind quite often and were able to find ways to come back. And I think that game really was kind of a moment for all of us through the rest of our careers in Nebraska that we're never out of it. Right, we have Kenny Bell and Amir Abdullah and Rex Burkhead and Quincy Anunwa and all these weapons on offense, and we have a veteran offensive line. Like We're never out of it. And I think that game really was kind of what set that mind frame and set that tone for us as a team moving forward for really the rest the next three years that we were in, in the Big Ten. Uh, as a team, it really, you know, one of those games that just brings you together even that much closer. We were, we were such a close unit and, um, you know, class and team at that point, but that really just brought us together and just showed the resiliency and the toughness we had as a team. And it was it was as big of a win as I've been a part of, and I've been a part of the Minneapolis Miracle, the Hail Mary against Northwestern. I mean, I've been a part of some big comebacks in my career, but – you know, to have the showing that we showed the first week against Wisconsin getting smacked to being under 28 points or whatever it was to come back and win, like, it was just such a – it was a sigh of relief getting that first win in the Big Ten after everyone talked about Nebraska being the new Big Ten bully and all those things. To, to get that first win against a top-notch program, it really gave us confidence that we could go out there and play against anyone in any time, but also just complete celebration, complete joy over the moon. But then we knew right away, 24-hour rule, accept it be excited, come watch the tape, a lot of corrections on the tape on Sunday morning, and then get right back to it on Monday. Where does that game rank among some of your favorite games? Yeah, it's, it's definitely up there. Um, I think college-wise, it's probably the top one, um, you know, for sure. And even if you combine, you know, put that up there with the Super Bowl I got to play in, was fortunate to play in, I mean, it's still up there just because it's, you know, it's that college atmosphere, um, like I said, you know, that Big Ten switch and all the emotions and the atmosphere of the game. I mean, you, you really can't beat it. It was unbelievable. There's been a lot of great games played inside that stadium, and that game ranks among some of Husker fans' favorite and most memorable. What does that mean to you as a Husker to know that, like, that game is just cherished by fans when they look back and think about some of their favorite games in, in the hundred years of the stadium? It's pretty awesome. Um, you know, do you think about all the the history, the games, the coaches, the players who have been through that program in over 100 years? I mean, there's some been some awesome games in that stadium. I remember watching some when I was a kid um, and growing up as well. So uh, for that one to be highlighted, you know, up there as one of the top is, uh, you know, pretty special and special to be a part of. And um, not only just because of that game and the outcome of the game, but, you know, the guys we did that with, the teammates I had on that team and the coaching staff. I mean, it's just a great group of men who, who love to play football and work hard, and that's what I was most proud about. It's humbling. You know, it's humbling to be, you know, that I got to be a part of something of a 100-year tradition, to be a small blip in the radar of a five-year career there, and to think of the greats that have come through there, the Heisman winners, the national championship teams, and just to be – know that I got to be a small piece in that for the fandom that is Huskerville is a very humbling, but also I love that I'll have that memory forever, right? I'll have that, be able to tell my kids about that and take my son and be like, hey, on this field right here, your dad was part of something super special. And, you know, that's something that as players, once you take the helmet off for the last time, you start reflecting on a lot of those things. And I'll tell you this, that may be one of the fans' favorite game, but every game I played in that stadium is one of my favorite games because once you leave it, you don't realize how special it really is. 
right? Once you're gone, you're out of it, and you know I'll never put that end back on the side of my helmet. It really sinks home of how special that place is and the fan support and everything. So, you know, the fact that that game was a fan favorite makes me really happy, but I'm just, I'm just happy I got to wear the end. Thanks to Woodhouse for helping us celebrate 100 years of Memorial Stadium this season. Woodhouse Auto Family is your trusted auto partner with 20 brands and 20 convenient sales and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms. Visit us online at woodhouse.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jessica Cootie with the Huskers Radio Network.